Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Glenn Jones, and we've been talking Upper Cumberland history. Today with me on the chat is Carol Denson Williams. She's a co-author of this awesome history book called Under the Lake. And Under the Lake's talking about Center Hill Lake. And her fellow authors were her and Judy Taylor Fusen and Rhea Baker. Hi, Carol. Welcome to the show. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, we appreciate you and, and what you've done to preserve this history that a lot of people aren't even aware of. People today would just drive over the, the bridge and look at the lake and say, oh, how beautiful the lake is. They would never dream that the lives that were down there on the river, that their houses, their farms it are completely It affected gone. thousands of people. They had to move or... Um, and their homes were had been there. Our families had owned it after and since the Indians the treaty was signed, and they started moving in. So people people had history there, and it upset them to move. Well, I can imagine. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Smithville, and how what got you interested in undertaking this massive. Everybody needs to look at this book. Um, well, I, my family is originally from Smithville, and I lived there uh, about five years when I was younger, went to first grade. And then my father, who was head of the airport there in Smithville, when it, uh, the Civil Aeronautics Administration or agency um, was in charge of it, and but after it moved, it was consolidated um to move to Crossville, so it was closer between Knoxville and Nashville. Crossville was instead of Smithville, so we moved away. And uh, my um, it it was a real important part of my life being in Smithville, and my mother's family uh, is from there. And my dad was from Mississippi, and he came after the second. Well, he was in the Navy before the Second World War. And when he when he uh, was discharged, he was able to get a job working with the CA, a Civil Aeronautics Administration, and they assigned him to uh, Smithville. And he met my mother and married, and we lived there for about three, four years, and then moved to Crossville. But... Um, so the government decided that the airport needed to be in Crossville. The one yes, that because were. it was easier or more centrally located between Knoxville and Nashville. So, so uh, there still is an airport in. There is an airport, but it's not connected with, and it's moved. It it moved to a different location. Um, it's on Highway Fifty Six, and um, but. It, they don't have the CAA connection, civil or CAA, yes, civil aeronautics administration connection. When they, with that connection, they relayed, um, they relayed temperatures, and I don't know what all. I was too young to right, all even the important remember things that the military would keep up with. Right. Well, that's interesting. And I became interested in history. I had a an high school history teacher that really got me interested along with an uncle. So you became a teacher later on. I did. 
I did, and I love history to this day, but that wasn't my major, and I wish now it had been. Well, I'm speaking with Carol Denson-Williams about Under the Lake, this book that she co-authored. It's a book that's about each individual family that the Corps took the their property I actually bought it from them and to so they could build the dam provide it, it was such a poor area and they didn't have electricity and they didn't have um good roads and that was part of the reason why the Corps of Engineers or TVA decided they were going to do this and it was interesting in the fact that we have the names of each individual family and how many acres they sold and um, churches and anything else that was in there. Um, it was we interviewed people. We um, Tommy Webb is our county historian. And over the years, he had much information um, about these families, and he had interviewed some, and he had written notes and put them in a folder, and we were able to to have access to that. But I went on Ancestry.com um, to see if I could find the families and trace them back to as far as we knew when they first moved to the area. And it, it was extremely interesting to do that. Well, when I got a copy of your book, I read it. I learned a lot of things. For example, I didn't realize that the Caney Fork River was 60 miles long of navigation part of it, not the little stream. So 60 miles, a a boat could float from the Cumberland River. Also, your book states about the Cumberland River. Uh, Caney Fork is the biggest river that flows into the Cumberland River. Exactly, exactly. And as it goes, the dam is where it's the deepest. And as it um, goes up toward Sparta, um, it gets more shallow. And the boats, the paddle boats could come starting there. And they, at the dam, I was told uh, by Mr. Tommy Webb that there, there was not really a stop to get off, but they would let people off and on there, and they would bring them food and clothing and whatever they needed and would stop it at that place. But as they went farther up the lake and it got too shallow for those boats to uh, to be able to, um, to make the trip up toward um, the end there, they had to have some kind of a little ship something that would tug tug them over the shoals it was it was too shallow yeah i noticed that when i was reading it it had a chapter about that that's just very interesting things that went on the um what i like about center hill lake my first job out out of high school i was a tour guide at the powerhouse at the dam (laughs) so for three or four months I I was at the powerhouse, and yeah. it was kind of fascinating what went it, on at the powerhouse. It is. It really is. They showed a lot of pictures of it being built and all that, but your book has got extremely awesome pictures, real into detail, about everything that I'd already knew, and I've learned so much from the book. And I'm Glenn Jones, your host on the chat, and we've been speaking with Carol Denson-Williams, and we'll be right back.
I'm Glenn Jones, your host on the chat, and we've been speaking with Carol Denson Williams. She's a co-author of this awesome book, Under the Lake, and it's talking about Center Hill Lake. It's telling about the families, churches, schools, the life of those people that were totally disrupted when the lake was put there. Yes, that's correct. And my grandparents owned property there, although my grandfather was elected circuit court clerk, and they moved into town, but he still maintained his property, um, and it was pretty close to the dam. And uh, I'd heard it all my life of stories of when we lived on the river, this and that. So um, it, it was very interesting, and I wanted to know more about it. And Judy Fuson who's one of the authors, her family are tailors, and there's a whole branch um, that they lived in. And the the best we can tell, the original person that was there was Bluetooth Taylor. He was called Bluetooth because one of his teeth had a a blue cast to it. But she and, and her dad was still living, and he was close to 90 or close to 100, and he helped her to single out. There's so many tailors in the intermeshed together that um, he was able to help her sort it out. So he was good to help, and Tommy Webb was good to help. He he was such a—he had been studying the history of DeKalb County since he was a teenager. And Rhea Baker is—she— just loves history. Uh, she lives in Alexandria, which is the other end of the county, and she has all of her life. She has collected information about uh, DeKalb County, especially around her area of Alexandria. And she was interested. She and Judy got together and wrote a book um, with pictures, um, no words, basically to um, to satisfy. A company, and I can't think the name of the company right now. But after that, then Judy and I had been talking about this under the under the lake book, and so the three of us got together and and researched this. Judy and I did most of the writing, and Rhea is very good. She has written several books, and um, but she was able to contact. Um, a company to publish the book. She knew what size to get. She knew the the type of papers. She knew, and we did it online. And she was able to put all that information on the computer and send it to the book company. And so it it's just the three of us together. Well, how long did it take you to do that? About four years. We interviewed people. We researched families as far back as we could go uh, to find out where um, where they came from. And some came from South Carolina, as they would hear a family would move here, and they would let the people in South Carolina know there was some good land here. And so they would move. A little group would come from South Carolina and move in that area. And it it was just unreal how and why they came. And we do have Indian artifacts that's under the lake. When they were building the, the lake, they did some bulldozing, and they found some graves. 
Well, I'm Glenn Jones, your host on the chat, and we have been speaking with Carol Denson Williams about Under the Lake, the Center Hill Lake. Um, I was talking about the Indians um, near the Overlook. I was told by a gentleman that his family said that there used to be many years ago, like his grandfather or great-grandfather told him, that there would be Indians that would come down the river and they in their covered wagons and they would they would um have a powwow or whatever and they would do that once a year and that was before obviously before the the uh, lake was flooded they also said that approximately under the overlook on 56 that there is a cave in there and every time it would rain there would be artifacts that that were flooded out. Is that cave underwater too? It is now. Yeah, um, close to the dam. I was told that that um, they had found some graves, and the um, Smithsonian Institute wanted to come in and do an excavation, and TVA said no. But there is a book at the Tech Library, and I don't remember its name, that talks about this at. Um, the fa- the Indians, and um, so it's just so interesting. And they hired this is a different topic, but they hired people to come in and move the cemeteries. Right, and the, did they move most people to one location or all around? They bought uh, two pieces of land. It's now considered one, and I can't remember the name of it right this minute. the The name of the cemetery. Mount but Holly. That's it. Thank you. Mount well, I, Holly. Ju- I just read it in your book just a few <laughs> minutes ago, I, but I'd had the books for several, I guess, a year. Um, but um, what they would do is they would call the people, or get in touch with not call, but get in touch with the people that that had ancestors in the cemeteries, and they would have someone come and. Um, be with them when they opened up the grave and they had little boxes and they would, if they weren't in a casket or weren't in something that was big enough to, that was still intact, they would put those peoples in, in little boxes. And I was told that my great grandfather had died in the early 1900s and he was still so preserved they had to break his legs to get him in the box that's amazing <laughs> um the that's just an amazing story i am interested in DeKalb county my dad was born there i'd been there my whole life on vacations and went to church there quite a bit in smithville and got a lot of relatives living there and every time i went across the hurricane bridge there on 56 you know I would think sometimes, because I knew that my dad would talk about people living in the Narrows where, on the river when he was young, and I always knew they were, but I didn't really feel the hurt that you feel when you look at your book, right. where it talks about how they didn't want to go. It was They'd been there for centuries, and... There was, a, a, when we were selling the books one time, there was a, a man told us that Somebody in the area uh, across the river going towards Sparta that um, his his father, he just couldn't accept it. And he moved his things to under a bluff and didn't think the water would rise. 
and it did. And he finally had to be rescued by boat. That's a that's a sad story. I'm Glenn Jones, your host on the chat, and we've been speaking with Carol Denson Williams about Under the Lake. We'll be right back. I'm Glenn Jones, your host on the chat. We've been speaking with Carol Denson Williams, co-author of this fabulous history book called Under the Lake, and it's talking about the families of Center Hill Lake. The ones that were displaced. We have maps from the Corps of Engineers that our uh, historian, Tommy Webb, has saved. And when Judy, Rhea, and I started this um, researching, he gave it to us. And this it's just unreal. Um, I'm looking at the Section A, which is... Um, around the dam and point south, and there's 191 names here of people that have owned just in that section. And there were quite a number of sections that go all the way up to Rock Island. That's the lower dam there. But this, all of this goes all the way to Rock Island. I wonder how many people totally were in that region that were, were displaced. I, I just know that around Floating Mill... And around the dam, that the water or the the land was flat enough that they could work it and live in it. But as you go down toward Rock Island, the mountains, the hills are so steep and they go all the way to the river. So people, if they lived in that area, they usually would live up on the hillside because they were not able to go down to the river to and, and they would even uh, cultivate the hillside, but it's, it, it's I don't know. I'd, right. I've never there's, sat down and counted how many. There's no telling that f- floating mill area is really large, the water in that area. And so the, I'm sure it had a lot of big fields there. Yes, and um, the picture on the front of the book is from Miss Carlin that passed away recently. She grew up in that house that's on the front of the book. And she had it painted from a photograph. And this is a photograph that was taken before the water rose. But her family owned a lot of that land. Looking in your book, the lake was flooded in 1948 when the dam got finished. They started doing this. They started buying or talking to the people before the Second World War started. And because of the war, they put it on hold. And then as soon as it was over, they started talking to the people again about selling it. And I talked to people that did not realize. They they kept thinking, no, they're not going to do this. No, they're not going to. But they did. They came in and took their farms and homes away. And churches were moved. I go to Indian Creek Baptist Church, and that church physically was moved from Indian Creek and moved up on a, a hill. About a mile, probably a mile away from where it originally no, stood, or no, long? it's quite a ways. More, more. Than it a was mile. taken apart and brought up to the ridge, but it, it, no, it would have been more than I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But it, Indian Creek is where the Taylors lived. Um, they own. They lived that whole. That whole creek was theirs. The ta- Taylor family. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people just couldn't believe that. That vast area, they're just going to make everybody move, tear right. their houses down. Right. It had to have been just sad for some people. Well, just like that man, that older man, he just could not believe that the water would rise because he was at the lower end 
of the southern end of the lake, and he just couldn't believe that that water would rise. And so he moved his possessions under a, a big rock. And thought and, they'd be okay. And thought it would be okay, and they had to come and rescue him by boat. I'm Glenn Jones, your host on the chat, and we've been speaking with Carol Denson-Williams, co-author of the book Under the Lake. We're talking about how we research these houses and how many people, because, hey, my grandfather owned some property there, and he maintained it until the water came. Um, We had all kinds of relatives in the area, and it was it was. Part of it now is Edgar Evans State Park. Right. And, of course, that was made later. Edgar Evans was, I think, established in the 70s. I remember its grand opening, but I don't know exact the exact date. So your grandfather's land was in that area. It is. And what was out of the water is now part of center, or part of the state park. It was It was really sad for the people that, that had to leave, uh, I think quite a few moved to Warren County. They just moved everywhere. and Some came to Putnam, some to um, White County. Some, it, well, just everywhere. I can't imagine, um, like my great-grandparents, we still own my great-grandparents' farm and house in Clay County, mm-hmm. and we hate to sell it. But it would be devastating for it to have to all be tore down and then flooded. So right. it was had to be heartbreaking to these people. It it really was. Um, but today you can get in, drive over Sligo <laughs> Bridge or Hurricane Bridge and see beautiful lake and and just think of the people that enjoy right. what's they, happened. And the and Pete, my aunt talked about how these houses on the ridges around the lake. She was a home economics teacher, and. She could not believe that people would want to live on those ridges around the lake because it wasn't fertile ground because she was geared to agriculture. Right. If you, you know, you didn't live somewhere where you couldn't have a garden or crops or cattle or something to survive. But Center Hill Lake's beautiful. It says, I looked at a website before um we met, and it said three million visitors come to Center Hill Lake. Yes. So all this devastation that happened to all these families right. in the past, and that's why we need to always keep up with history. And that's what you've done with this unbelievable book, captured the pain and suffering of all these families having to move right. away from their homes. And now we're enjoying the benefits of what happened. And we actually have people moving here from out of state because Center Hill is so beautiful. We had people that bought a book that was just passing on the interstate and saw the lake and was interested in, I think they were from California. And they they moved close to us. And think of all the old cemeteries that were in that river area that they didn't even know so there's no telling how many people are still buried there all kind of, and i'm sure they didn't tear down all the houses and barns and everything probably when the cemeteries were moved and they they had a choice to go to mount holly they had to choose to whether they wanted their family to go someplace else but mount holly was if you didn't have a place a cemetery then you could choose where you wanted to bury your family I have really enjoyed you coming to the show and telling the listeners 
about this incredible book that you three ladies put together, and it will preserve these people's families that are no longer in that area. What a great job that you have done. Thank you. We all three enjoyed it very much. Thank you.